beginning a new series today, and the title of this series is called Your Part Matters. And if you're new with us, or you have not been here long or very often, this is going to be a very different kind of message than what I normally do. So if you're coming to us for just to see how we do things, please don't judge entire solely on this. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it, it's just a little bit out of the ordinary. Uh, and I'm going to begin this series by telling you a parable. Now, you know, as you know, probably know, if you have read through the Gospels, Jesus told countless parables. He pulled spiritual truths from everyday life events and things that were familiar to the people that he was speaking to. And the thing was that not only did that make his teaching more memorable, but it also allowed the people to connect to the story in a much more profound way because they were familiar with things and it caused them to think. Just think about the story of the prodigal son. Now, Jesus could have said this, God loves you so much that he will welcome you back no matter how sinfully you've lived. Which is true. But instead, what he does is he tells the story of this boy who disowns his family, parties away his inheritance, comes home to beg for mercy, and was surprisingly welcomed with open arms by this father who had been waiting constantly and daily for his return. It packs a lot more impact that way, doesn't it? says the exact same thing, but in a much more profound way. Now another thing that Jesus did was he asked a lot of questions. And I don't think we realize that all the time, but if you really start to read through the Gospels and look for that, you'll find that he asked people a lot of questions. And he did that because rather than just tell somebody what the answer was, he wanted to kind of lead the listeners to, that, to the conclusion by asking them these questions. And so at the end of this parable that I'm going to share with you, I'm going to ask you some questions. And I want you to spend some time thinking about the answers. In fact, I am asking really that this parable and its questions be the topic of discussion at every life group that occurs this week. Any group that meets, this is what I want you to talk about. Uh, just asking you to kind of put aside whatever else you're studying or looking at, and if you would, just focus on this for this one week. Because discussing these questions in groups, which we know that the people who were listening to Jesus did, because oftentimes they would come back and it would, they would sort of collectively ask him a question about something that he had been teaching on. And so not only is it sort of biblical in that sense, but doing these in groups exposes you to other viewpoints. And, and ways of experiencing the story and the message of the story that you might not have considered otherwise. And so, with that as an introduction, uh, please now have ears to hear the parable of the man who wanted to play tennis. There was once a man who was acutely aware of his need for exercise. 
So he began to run every day. Yet running really did not satisfy his desire for exercise. He just didn't like it. But with nothing else to do, he kept on running. Then one day as he was running, <clears throat> he ran by a tennis court where two people were playing tennis. The game caught his fancy, so he stopped to watch for a while. Well, the next day, he, as he was running, he saw him playing again, and so he stopped, stood at the court, and watched the people play. On the third day that he stopped and watched the same two people, they noticed him, and they asked him, well, would you like to learn to play tennis? Well, I certainly would, he replied quickly. And so they invited him to their tennis club meeting, which was held every Saturday morning. His new friends arrived early Saturday morning so they could be prompt to the 9.45 a.m. meeting. Well, there, there were actually two meetings. The first one at 9.45 was a small group meeting where the people sat in a circle and discussed contemporary tennis issues. They had a lively discussion on the use of the backhand lob and the proper approach on the, uh, to the left court service. And there were several other small groups that met at 9.45 to discuss doubles tennis and other subjects of interest to tennis players. They would discuss the net game and how to communicate with your doubles partner, as well as other thought-provoking topics. Then at 11 a.m., there was another meeting, and at that meeting, the local tennis pro would give a 30 to 45-minute talk on a particular topic of interest to tennis buffs. Well, after the first week, the man's new friends gave him a 66-chapter book entitled The Old and New Methods of Tennis. <laughs> the man read through the book with delight as he discovered how people used to play tennis and some of the principles that others had learned about tennis having watched the greatest tennis player who ever lived. The man was very hesitant to actually play the game because his friends were so much better than he was. So he decided to read his book thoroughly and even memorize parts of it so that when he did play, he would really know what he was doing. Well, after six months went by, he decided that he wanted to play the game. So he went to his friends and he asked them to teach him how to play. He knew a lot about the game because he had been faithful to attend the tennis club meetings and he was reading his new 66 chapter book. Well, Gee, one of his friends said, I don't know how to teach people to play tennis. I only know how to play the game. Why don't you ask the pro to teach you? He knows how to do that. So the man went to the pro to ask him to teach him to play tennis. Well, said the pro, I would like to teach you, but my lessons are all booked up, and I really need more time to prepare my weekly talks. Besides, we've just begun to build our new indoor tennis courts, so my time is really limited. We have thought about hiring another pro, but that won't be for a while yet. But I'll tell you what I can do. Some of the club's courts need to be relined, and the nets need to be reset and repaired. Also, I happen to know that you're an electrician and our new courts could use some lighting installed. So you could really help the club if you could do some of those things. 
In the meantime, here are several more books that you can read that will tell you a lot about the finer points of the game. Well, the man really enjoyed the tennis club, so even though he couldn't actually learn to play the game, he was delighted to help in any way he could. He got involved fixing up the courts, working on the installation of lights in the new tennis building, and he continued to read the books he'd been given. But he wasn't able to play tennis. After a year had gone by, one of the, member, excuse me, one of the members of the club asked the man if he ever played tennis. No, he replied, but I would like to. Well, the member said, I've never taught anyone to play, but I'll try. So the next day, the two met at the new indoor courts to play. The man didn't do too well. He never got his first service in. He double-faulted six times in the one set that they played, even though the book said that you need to get your first serve in and admonished you to never double-fault. He was totally discouraged. He, his feet had blisters on them. His hand and elbow hurt, and his muscles were sore. Besides that, his playing, besides that, his playing opponent got totally frustrated at his inability and expressed his frustration openly, though he later apologized. He went home that night distraught at his inability to play. That book is totally impractical, he said to his wife as they talked together. I am not going to waste my time studying it anymore. And no one ever told me about the blisters or the soreness. The book had indeed mentioned that, only he hadn't noticed that part. I'm certainly not going to make a fool out of myself like that again, the man continued. Tennis is just not the game for me. Now the man enjoyed the tennis club. He had made a lot of good friends there. He enjoyed watching tennis on television and reading books about great tennis matches. So he was quite able to add his input to the discussion on contemporary tennis issues and could intelligently respond to the talks that the tennis pro gave every week. His wife enjoyed the doubles class, too, and his children loved to run around in the big tennis building. So he kept up his membership in the tennis club, and he continued to line the courts, fix the lights, and adjust the nets. But he never did learn to play tennis. Now, with your permission, I would like to read that again. Because sometimes I think you'll hear something the second or third time that you experience it since you now maybe have some idea of what you're listening to. There was once a man who was acutely aware of his need for exercise. So he began to run every day. Yet running did not really satisfy his desire for exercise. He just didn't like it, but with nothing else to do, he kept on running. Then one day as he was running, he ran by a tennis court where two people were playing tennis. The game caught his fancy, so he stopped to watch for a while. The next day, as he was running, he again stopped by the tennis court to watch the people play. On the third day that he stopped, the two people noticed him and asked him, would he like to learn to play? Well, I, I certainly would, he replied. 
So they invited him to come to their tennis club, which met uh, every Saturday morning. So his new friends arrived early and encouraged him to as well, so they could be prompt to the very first meeting that day, which was at 9.45. There were actually two meetings. The first one that was at 9.45 was a small group meeting where the people sat in a circle and discussed contemporary tennis issues. They had a lively discussion on the use of the backhand lob and the proper approach to left court service. There were other small groups that met at 9.45 to discuss doubles tennis and other subject of subjects of interest to tennis players. They would discuss the net game and how to communicate with your doubles partner, as well as other thought-provoking topics. At the 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. meeting, the local tennis pro would give a 30 to 45 minute talk on a particular topic of interest to tennis players. After the first week, the man's new friends gave him a 66 chapter book titled The Old and New Methods of Tennis. The man read through the book with delight as he discovered how people used to play tennis and some of the principles that others had learned about tennis having watched the greatest tennis player of all time. The man was very hesitant to actually play the game because his friends were so much better than he was. So he decided to read the book more thoroughly and even memorize parts of it so that when he did play, he would really know what he was doing. After six months, he decided that he did want to play the game. So he went to his friends and he asked them if they would teach him to play. He knew an awful lot about the game because he'd been very faithful in attending tennis club meetings and very faithful in reading the 66-chapter book. Gee, one of his friends said, I don't know how to teach people to play tennis. I only know how to play the game. Why don't you ask the pro to teach you? He knows how to do that. So the man went to the pro to ask him to teach him to play tennis. Well, said the pro, I would like to teach you, but my lessons are all booked up and I really need more time to prepare my weekly talks. Besides, we have just begun to build our new indoor tennis courts, so my time is very limited. We have thought about hiring another pro, but that won't be for a while yet. But I'll tell you what you can do. Some of the tennis courts need to be relined, and the nets need to be reset and repaired. Also, I know you're an electrician and our new courts will need some new lighting installed. So you could really help the club if you could do some of those things. And in the meantime, here are several more books that you can read that will tell you a lot about the finer points of the game. Well, the man really enjoyed the tennis club, so even though he couldn't actually learn to play, he was delighted to help in any way he could. He got involved fixing up the courts, working on the installation of the lights in the new tennis building, and he continued to read the books that he had been given. But he wasn't able to play tennis. After a year had gone by, one of the members of the club asked the man if he ever played tennis. <coughs> no, he replied, but I would like to. Well, the member said, I've never taught anyone to play before, but I'll try anyway. Well, the next day, the two met at the new indoor courts. The man didn't do too well. He never got his first service in. He double faulted six times in the one set that they played. 
even though the 66 chapter book said you need to get your first serve in and admonished one to never double fault. He was totally discouraged. His feet had blisters on them, his hand and his elbow hurt, and his muscles were sore. Besides that, his playing opponent got totally frustrated at his inability and expressed that frustration openly, though he did later apologize. The man went home that night distraught at his inability to play. That book is totally impractical, he said to his wife as they talked together. I am not going to waste my time studying it anymore. And nobody ever told me about the blisters or the sore muscles. The book had indeed mentioned that, only he hadn't noticed that part. I am certainly not going to make a fool out of myself like that again, the man continued. Tennis, just not the game for me. Now the man enjoyed the tennis club. He made a lot of good friends. And he enjoyed watching tennis on television and reading books about the great tennis matches that have occurred. So because of that, he was quite able to add his input to the weekly discussion on contemporary tennis issues. And he could intelligently respond to the talks that the tennis pro gave every week. His wife enjoyed the doubles class. And his children loved to run around in the big tennis building. So he kept up his membership in the tennis club, and he continued to line the courts, fix the lights, and adjust the nets. But he never did learn to play tennis. And so here are the questions that I would like you to consider. Where do you see our church in this story? Where do you see our church in this story? Number two, where do you see yourself in this story? Where do you see yourself in this story? And third, what should the process of teaching the man to play tennis have looked like? And you should be specific when you answer this part of the question. What should the process of teaching the man to play tennis have looked like? and be specific. Now, if you want to refer back to the parable for your discussions, um, this is a plug for our uh, church app. On the church app, the full text of the parable and the questions are all included in the notes section. Okay, And once again, if you don't have the app and would like to get it, all you have to do is text app, A-P-P, to 804-403-8137. Again, that's text the word app, A-P-P, to 804-403-8137. Also, in addition to the full text of, the, of this parable, an audio version is also available on the app under the podcast section. So you can check that out there as well. And there's also going to be an audio version that will be available on the website. So you're, there are plenty of ways to go back and review this so that you can then uh, participate intelligently in the discussion that I would really hope that you have.
So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the parables that Jesus used to teach people about his kingdom. And I'm thankful for this parable and for the lessons that will be learned as a result of its hearing and its discussion. Lord, I pray you would guide each and every discussion that happens in regards to this. Help people to see things that they didn't formerly see. Help people to understand things that they didn't understand before. Father, I just bless all those who will take part in these conversations throughout this next week. Give you thanks and praise and all glory and honor. And I ask this all now in Jesus' name. Amen.